0: You are listening to the Young Black Travelers Podcast. Black voices conversing on experiential travel. Dedicated to creating a global community of travelers. Be bold. Be inspired. Be spontaneous. We are YBT.
1: listeners to another season and another episode of the young black travelers podcast my name is asher cunningham and i'm your host for today the founder um, of the young black of young black travelers but today you know it's never really about us unless i'm talking about my trip but we usually bring guests on to talk about their journeys their travels their trips Um, and today we have a, a familiar face to, well, a familiar voice to many of you because, you know, in our season eight, we're at a different level now. We got <laughs> camera on. visuals. So now you see a face to the voice. I'm going to have her reintroduce herself to all of you. Come on, Kelly, take it away.
0: Hey, hey, young Black travelers. It's Calicia on the mic, on the camera this time. Everything. <laughs> I'm just so happy to be here. Asha calls me Kelly because he's my friend. So my friends can call me Kelly, but you can call me Kalicia.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I tell you, it's just like people call me Kishon and the people never know. Like, they always ask me, how, how, why do they call you Kishon? It's usually a whole other conversation. But, right. you know, th- those are <laughs> names. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Vincent, so I get it. <laughs>
1: Always some short in the name, eh? Right? <laughs> so so <lame. laughs> exactly, and, and sometimes you're like, "How did these babies come to be?" Right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Kaliya Kelly. Um, so since we last talked, I, we we you were on the episode. So for those of you who you know have been listening to us for quite some time, or for our new listeners, um, Kelly was on the episode where we went to the Hamptons, and Woo-hoo! you know. Oh, <laughs> that was a fun trip so you know we we, we left tip tip tips for you and if you're planning to you know get a new york excursion a new york trip maybe the hamptons is something you should think about um but since we last spoke obviously kelly has been all over this world so <laughs> and a lot has happened so kelly just give our listeners um, an update on life on your end. And then we're going to tell them about maybe some trips that you've taken. So just some updates, some good ones.
0: So since then I was at the beginning of starting my firm. So my firm is like full fledged. Uh, yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> Come
1: on, listen, that's, an, uh, that's a moment of applause. Congrats, congrats, congrats. What is the name of the firm?
0: It's Hazelwood Lawrence PLC. Mm-hmm. I'm Khalicia Hazelwood and my partner is Ranesha Lawrence. And we are a all an all-around family law firm. So we do family immigration law, family and uh, matrimonial law, and family estate planning. So wow. every major milestone of the family. We got y'all.
1: Listen, so if you guys need any legal representation at any point, and hopefully, well, listen, hopefully y'all won't need Kelly, right? But <laughs> if you do, <laughs> because, you know, those are some dangerous grounds when you need an attorney like Alicia, family <laughs> issues, right? But if you do, you know, just call <laughs> Kelly. Kelly, drop your, what, how can they reach out to you um, on that end?
0: So our phone number is one Hayes Law. That's 1-85-H A 855 L A W. You can also find us on Instagram, which is Hayes Law underscore P-L-L-C. So yeah.
1: Wow. <laughs> Kelly, congrats again. And listen, if you all need representation, reach okay. out to Hayes Law. Reach out to Kelly.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so so other than okay, so you started a law firm. I'm a, obviously you've been very busy. Do with that. Um, but you've done some travels um as well. What what are some trips that you've taken and what was your favorite?
0: Okay, so since then I've been to Key West. Um mm-hmm. actually not Key. I mean, I went to Key West, but I went through the entire Florida Keys mm-hmm. um because it's just something I always wanted to do. Been to Miami. I didn't have my passport at that time, so <clears throat> I wanted to go somewhere that's like kind of like the Caribbean, but not. I said, okay, let me go down to Florida Keys. So I went to Florida Keys, went to Miami. Uh then I went to Panama, which was, oh my goodness, <clears throat> amazing. Panama. <laughs> okay,
1: tell tell them tell, him, tell him a little bit about Panama, because we went to Panama too, you know, like yeah. drop some tidbits yeah. there about Panama. <laughs>
0: the week after me. Panama yes. Is- I can't even like Panama gives you mountains. It gives you jungle. It gives you the beach. Like it gives you everything, Everything. right? And it's just amazing. Like one of the beaches I went to is called San Blas and it was beautiful. Like literally I can see my entire self in that
1: water. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, wow wow <laughs> listen we wanted to go to San Blas, but i think it was just so far right mm-hmm. it was a little bit f- further than panama city and mm-hmm. so some of the tips that you know we i think we talked about on our podcast episode about panama is you i mean if you want the nightlife to all of that Type of stuff mm-hmm. stay in Panama City. Don't go anywhere else. But right. do plan to um go to other places like San Blas, and do plan to leave early because I think when we were thinking about San Blas, it was kind of like oh we had to get up at seven a.m. But I think all of us were like ah back to not like, doing that. <laughs> I think we at 7? or
0: 630?
1: You see, so yeah. just just so this is I guess this is a tip for you if you and you should do those things right. So. Let, knowing in advance is better than going there and learning it. Because I think that's why we actually do it because I think all of us were kind of like, nah, I don't, I don't want to be up at, as you said earlier, 6.00 AM mm-hmm. to get to some place for seven. Yeah. So just know that, and you should do it, but just plan to get up. Maybe that's an early day for you. um yeah. So was Panama one of your favorite trips ever since?
0: I would say so. um Because also I'm like, still learning Spanish, right? Because a lot of my clients speak Spanish. Ah. So for me, I understand a lot more than I speak. But when you're in Panama, they don't care. <laughs> they do not care. <laughs> I went to McDonald's and they start talking to me in Spanish and you got <laughs> to pick make, it up. I mean, you can't Google. <laughs> you got to just like start going. So I like, I really appreciated that. I really appreciated it. Um, But yes, I do. I think I would go back to Panama.
1: Um, wow. Wow. Opportunity
0: presents itself.
1: So that's good. So listen, Kelly, we talked about it on our podcast. Maybe in 2023, one of the destinations you want to consider is Panama. So probably add Panama to your list. And it's a country that is actually it's really fun. It's not very expensive. Great yeah. Airbnb, great hotels. So I think there's a lot there in Panama. As Kelly said, jungle beach, everything you would be looking for so add Panama to your list what, y'all? do it so we're going to take a break and when we come back we are going to get into the meat of this conversation with our attorney our Esquire <laughs> Kelly <Me>. Hazelwood <laughs> so stay tuned <laughs> All right. So thank you all. We're back. We're back. Thank you for sticking with us. We've only been on here for like a few minutes now. So, but we're getting to the meat of this conversation and we're here with Kelly. Um, Again, we we know Kelly's gone to many places after we last spoke, but Kelly is here to talk to us about Ghana. And, you know, on our podcast, we want to and um, enlighten our listeners about Africa. You know, a lot of times we have, it's easy for us to track down people to talk about, um, you know, places in Europe, places in South America. Asia is a hot, um, trending, easy place to get to from the US. But a lot of times what we've found um on our social media it is it's hard to find people to talk about Africa and there's a lot of you know questions that a lot of people have mm-hmm. about Africa. Ghana honestly is one of those places i think a lot of people have heard about especially West Africa and Ghana to many people from the Caribbean and America is trending but there's still a lot of questions there. So Kelly's here to help us Think through that a little. So Kelly, um, why did you decide um, to go to Ghana and now twice within a few months?
0: So I always tell people I didn't choose Ghana. Ghana chose me.
1: Mm. <laughs> so- <laughs> how, how, how?
0: <laughs> so it's all started back in 2011, I think, or 2012. My professor, when I was getting my master's, my professor did a, a study abroad mm. um, to Ghana. And I went, and I'm telling you, as soon as that aircraft landed, like, I started crying. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm in Africa. And <laughs> <laughs> I step outside and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I feel my ancestors crying out to me. Ooh, you know, <laughs>
1: so What an experience.
0: It was just, it's just something about the land, something about the land, something about being there, something about the people. And I do believe like my ancestors are from Ghana because that connection that I have with the country is just like surreal. Um, so I've decided I went when I was taking my, doing my master's in divinity. And mm. then after that, I was like, you know, there are a whole bunch of people here, you know, trying to do missions, work, trying to set up nonprofit organizations, trying to save the country. I need to make money. Mm. I already saw that this is going to be a place where like in the next 10, 20 years is going to develop very rapidly mm. just by looking around at the people. And I saw that the people were more developed than the country. Wow. And. At the rate that they're going, I'm like, the country has to follow. So I said, how can I make money here? And then I said, you know what? When I go to law school, I'm going to do some internships here, connect with some people, and build some networks. And that's what happened. And I just kept going back, kept going back. But I think I've been to Ghana probably over, it's almost 20 times now I've been to Ghana. Yeah.
1: Wow, 20 times. <laughs> I mean, we know you've been there quite often over recently, and this is good. So your new connection with Ghana, you would say, is... You know business and law particularly yes. wow wow yep. okay and 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 so where so you were in Ghana mm-hmm. now wh- where were you last in Ghana? I know that the capital city is Accra, where you you probably landed in Accra, but were you stationed there or somewhere else you
0: no know, I I stay in Accra, and mm-hmm. I usually stay in an area called East Lagon. East Lagon is like very trendy, very modern, like everything you can find is there. The last time I went to Ghana, though, I stayed in an area called Transaco. So Transaco is like the Beverly Hills of Ghana. It's like mm. this gated estates. And you see like big houses, big homes, grass, swimming pools, those types of things, security. Um, but I felt very enclosed. <laughs> <And> ah. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like I was just closed in. It's like one of those estates where, you know, you. it's kind of like old money. Well, definitely old money. Um, but I wanted to be like a little bit more free because I don't really drive when I'm mm. in Canada. So I wanted to be a little bit more free and be able to get in my Uber when I want to get in my Uber, walk somewhere when I wanna, you know, walk somewhere. So then I ended up leaving Trasaco and going back to East Lagon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm assuming you're gonna the tip to our mm-hmm. listeners is you should probably stay in a place like East God because yeah. so mm-hmm. what what is it about East Lagon that Travelers, young black travelers, uh, middle-aged travelers, uh, people who are a bit older would connect to.
0: So people who are a little bit older, I would not recommend them to stay in East Legon. Okay, um, East Legon is more like, like I said, modern, more trendy, right? Mm-hmm. So people who are a little bit older, I probably recommend them to stay in Airport, Airport Residential, um, a little mm. bit more quiet, a little bit more residential type thing. But they they are still able to get to Accra in a relatively like middle of Accra in like relative mm, short time. Mm. But for younger people, you know, you have all the so where I was, you have the supermarket right there. And I call it I call it the Walmart of Ghana. It's called Melcom.
1: Uh, and Melcom. literally when you
0: think of Walmart, that's what <laughs> Melcom is. So I'm walking okay. to Melcom. I'm getting my fruits. I'm getting my um uh, my juices, right? I needed a straightener for my hair. I went and I bought that. I need an Mm. extra bag. I went and I bought that too. Oh, wow. And then also, if I need to get my hair washed, my hair done, I can just walk down, you know, Mm. the street, go get that done, get my nails done. Um, Then there's a farmer's market. So I I got to go to the farmer's market and I got tamarind juice. I got, they call it hibiscus tea, but it tastes kind of like sorrel. So I was getting Um. that thing. And then my coconut man is right there. So I got my coconut water. Um and then East Lagon also has like um a really decent mall and it has like a lot of trendy little boutiques um that we can go to and and just hang out and just look at and also it's pretty good it's a pretty good nightlife there. They have, you know, a few trendy restaurants there as well too.
1: Mm. wow, you know i'm I'm happy you actually got into this because I think sometimes when you know people travel and we we often, on this podcast, make the differentiation between a traveler um, and a person who go on vacation, right? Because mm-hmm. I do think they have two different um, definition. A person who goes on vacation, they, they really just want to get away, do nothing, and maybe translocal, maybe just. Would be for them. They are not. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are not connecting to the culture, anything. Right. But it seems like a place like East Legon could help maybe young Black people who really want to connect and interact mm-hmm. with people in a safe manner. Yes. it will give them that experience.
0: It definitely will because East Legon has like a lot of luxury apartments and a mm-hmm. lot of diaspora Blacks. Like they stay in those apartments, like the Gallery Oasis. Um, there's a new one that's being built up, and we li- literally like see each other there. And then wow. you see, like, a lot of us just walk in. And of course, you know, Ghanaians are looking at us like, why are y'all walking? Like, where are y'all going? But <laughs> I'm in New York, so you tell me the store's around the corner, I'm gonna walk to it. Right?
1: Listen, I think, I think that's the beautiful part of traveling to different places, right? The ability to walk to places. I don't know about you, but I hate. Going to a destination and having to always hop in an Uber for something yeah. I need, as you you that said, is. you could go downstairs to get your your, your perm to get whatever you need. My perm. Oh no, wait, 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 what did you, you said up. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is our <laughs> my view. <mirror. laughs> <laughs> Not me going to get just for me. <laughs> <laughs> so get your flat iron. You see, sometimes us men, we don't understand it all. So your flat iron. So those are literally literally um luxuries that I, you know, we want travelers to think about. And I think those things actually help an experience. I always say to people, I don't you know, I like resorts and maybe when I'm extremely stressed and just want to get away and, and don't want to do anything. Sure. But mm-hmm. though that's not a way to really get to know the people and the culture and feel the energy. I'm sure. How has your conversation been with your coconut man?
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, literally. So I went in December and then mm-hmm. I went back again in February. Mm-hmm. And people are just like, oh my gosh, my damn, you're back. And people are like, they remember me. And it's just like, you build, you build network and you build friends. And it's just amazing. People remember you because wow. I'm the type of person. doesn't matter if you're the doorman, the janitor, the trash man, I'm going to say hi to you and just greet you. You know, say so they remember when someone's kind to them.
1: Wow. 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 This is good. <laughs> and I, so I know in December when you went, um, you did um, a, a give back drive, just like YBT did um, in Kenya. So tell us, um, tell us about that experience. Um, tell us about the highs. Um, what, what, what was most impactful in that moment?
0: I think just being there. You know, mm-hmm. I thought that I went to give back, but honestly, they gave so much more to me than I could ever give to them. Wow. And here I have like 19 children and their mom around me and they're praying for me. You know, praying for me, praying for my business, praying for my partner, and I'm just like boohooing because I'm like, oh my gosh, because their prayers are just like so impactful. And it's just something about people from the motherland praying for you. It just hits a little differently, you know, because the struggle there is different um, mm-hmm. than what we experience than what we experience here. So to go there and give to them and them for speak for them to speak into my future and speak life into what I'm doing, it it meant so much.
1: Wow, wow, wow. And and, and so other than, so let me say this, Kelly's experience is literally a mirror of Tanzania or Kenya, actually. <laughs> I mean, the prayers, I just remember when they started to pray, I'm, I'm standing yeah, yeah. there and I'm like, oh God, wow. These people exactly. are really good. And you you feel, you feel something, right? You feel yeah. it moving and just their knowledge of, mm-hmm. of scripture and their yeah. command. Oh my gosh. I said, Jesus, this is real. This is powerful. So Maybe, you know, honestly, and and, and Kelly Kelly um, Hazelwood, we're going to talk about a, a YBT partnership um, in the yeah. future. So maybe, you know, we, we can look forward to that and maybe you will get that experience as well when we do that. Um, but so how, how did they receive, you know, your gifts? So when, when you guys were giving them the toys, whatever you give them, like tell us about their expressions and all of that.
0: So we had a Ford F-150 and we mm-hmm. had that filled, with things so when we were bringing it in the mom of the house she was like wow this is amazing and that's all I wanted to hear because if my name is something if I'm doing something it has to be above and beyond and like her just saying that it just meant everything and I saw the children they were excited but I think what really touched them is that because it was Christmas time it was important for me to give them individual gifts so mom me and my little sister we made gift boxes. And we put different things in them and we presented it to them. And I actually found out that on Christmas, they actually represented it to each other again. Oh, so that shows me that they didn't really have anything for Christmas. And that's, you know, that was special to them. So it made me feel like, OK, great. um, just to see their smiles and a lot of the things I didn't know what to get them. I did wow. not know. I asked my friend for, you know, a list. Of how many boys how many girls their ages i didn't know what to get them it was really holy spirit led mm-hmm. like I, I picked up a soccer ball and it was chelsea and i picked it up because i liked it and then <laughs> the mom of the house was telling me like one of the guys he loves chelsea so much and he wanted a soccer ball so badly wow it's like yeah so i just like just let god lead me on what to get them but i was happy to get them something individually
1: wow and and, and i think that is a powerful point right because i think a lot of times when you know, people give gifts or give back. Sometimes people are thinking from the vein of, I don't want this. I'm going to give it. And I think we got to be very careful in that approach, right? Because these people are human and that may be true. Maybe something I can't, I don't wear may be very useful because sometimes we do have things in our closets that probably maybe new, um, lightly worn that could be very useful, but literally just go to the supermarket or our store and just pick up things that you know, you would literally want exactly. and re-gift those. Exactly. So think about it that way, you know, because yeah, that's exactly. what Kelly did.
0: Yep. That's exactly what I did.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. So that was your, the gift back in December. You know, a, a, a great time in 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 Ghana. By the way, did you get to enjoy some? I know Christmas in Dece- in, in Ghana and December in Ghana is a high time. Everybody mm-hmm. go there. Um, I think, I think Afro Nation is. I think mm-hmm. is what happened. Did you yes. get to actually indulge in that any at all?
0: No, I left <laughs> before all that happened. Oh. But I won't indulge in it this year. Yeah. Okay. That's what happened. So stay tuned,
1: listeners, because we listen again. (laughs) Kelly and I we're we're gonna talk a little bit more about it, and so we may have something for you to join in on. So Christmas in December could be a joint venture between Hazelwood um, and and Lawrence and YBT. So stay tuned. (laughs) Stay tuned. Um, So you talked about Uber in Ghana. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So Uber is a thing.
0: It is a thing. And Bolt uh, is a thing. That's their thing.
1: What is it? Bolt?
0: Mm-hmm. And I think the other one is like Yango or something like that.
1: Okay. So literally, um, when travelers travel to Ghana, they should, they could use the Uber app as a regular, and mm-hmm. they should think about these other apps as well. Because I think when travelers go to different places, these are some of the questions I get. Like, can I use Uber? And sometimes maybe even in their head, they're thinking of app Af- because, you know, people have these of Africa. Africa is so backwards that Uber is not there. So definitely- <laughs> Uber is there, Bolt and Yango. Mm-hmm. And so how about public transport? How is that system? If there is any at all?
0: I think I saw a couple buses. Oh, so mostly the public transport is like Trotro, what we would call the van. Okay. <laughs>
1: like- yeah. okay.
0: Okay. Okay. I did see like a couple buses, like our MTA buses type thing. I've uh-huh. never taken that, but I've taken tro-tro before. Uh-huh. It's not for the weak. Um, it's, it's very hot and crowded. Um, and you have to know where you're getting off. Like, <laughs> like the first time I took it, I was like, I think, I think I was supposed to get off like five stops ago, right? And a lot of these people, even though they speak English, they, they're not used to speaking to each other in English. Mm. So they're not going to like speak English just to you know, pacify you. You can go in and tell the driver where you're going and he'll make an effort to remember. But Mm. (laughs) if he doesn't, you're on your own.
1: (laughs) Yes. Listen, I mean, but this is good, though, because the truth is, obviously, when I go to places, I generally try not to take vans or buses because I for me, it's a little bit harder, as you're saying, like you got to know exactly (laughs) where you're getting off. So that's why it's generally a little bit harder. But Uber, what is the general cost, you would say, of an Uber ride?
0: like two dollars
1: wow <laughs> how much they charge us here <laughs> right.
0: just, just, just to go from up the block to
1: down the block <laughs> 30 dollars. <laughs> so listen y'all could uber your way in Ghana, and you'll be okay um right. so do uber and just think of the other apps kelly said bolt and yango yango okay I will
0: say that i have my uber hooked up to my card Mm-hmm. And it's harder to find a driver that way. So you can hook up Uber to cash, right? Oh. So, yeah. So be- they'll still give you like the same price, but then you pay the driver in cash, um, oh. which I, I didn't do. Maybe next time I'll do it because I realized that it's harder to find a driver when it's hooked up to the car. Like, for example... Early in the morning, the Uber driver he was like, "Are you paying with card?" I said, "Yeah." He was like, "Oh, I don't have no gas. I need cash." I'm like, "What you want me to do about that? You accepted the ride." <laughs> so,
1: wow. Was,
0: so he told me to cancel ride. I was like, "Absolutely not, because they're gonna charge me." You cancel it. <laughs> so.
1: Oh, okay. So <laughs> That's a good tip. So, so what you so you would say Ghana is very cash base.
0: It is. It is. Um, you def um they have. You know, the system where you can use Visa and all of that, sometimes it doesn't work. Like Mm -hmm. I remember going even to the mall, I went to this store and I used two of my Visa cards and it didn't work. And then I had to end up going to the ATM um, to get some cash. So cash is easier, but they do have the online system. And sometimes the system is down, Mm -hmm. so you can't pay with the card. So you just, just have some cash on hand.
1: Wow. Listen, hopefully you guys are getting a lot of tidbits from this podcast, because the truth is, if you are thinking about Ghana, which I know many Americans are, these are things that will be very helpful um, because, you know, when we think of a place like Kenya, very card centralized, like you use cards everywhere and like Tanzania, cash. (laughs) <laughs> right across the border, right? So Ghana is very much like a Tanzania. So just be prepared to bring some cash when you go to the airport. Before yeah. you get to the airport, go to the bank so you can save some money <laughs> rather than taking it out at the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what are some must-sees that you would say that our listeners should probably go to when they're in Ghana?
0: So every diaspora Black has to go to Cape Coast Castle. Mm. Um, <clears throat> And you have to see like where our ancestry came from and learn about the slave trade. And there's also like the door of no return. Mm. Um, it's very, very emotional tour. They also have Elmina castle um, mm. as well, another slave castle. So those two things, black people, it's a must. Mm. You learn so much. And even with my friends in Ghana, I take them <laughs> to go to learn about it. Cause they've never been, you know, it's like us being New Yorkers. Like how many of us went to, you know, the world trade center when it, when it was the twin towers, how many of us, have gone to the statue of liberty so it's oh, like the same there till
1: now i and haven't been to that <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. and my friends they're very receptive but some of them they didn't even know that these things are have or has happened hmm. in their own backyard
1: wow so, let's yes. let's let's get into that a little right because i think i was talking to someone the other day about you know a lot of times you know both you and i we live in the united states um vincentian natives um mm-hmm. A lot of times when we talk a lot about slavery or the black experience, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times from an American perspective, a lot, because Amer- I think the American voice is very loud, yeah. <laughs> very loud. And we speak about all experiences from an American experience. And I remember I think we were talking about colorism and I remember someone was it was a British um, actor who was Nigerian, and she was basically talking about the experience from an American perspective. It isn't her, she's African. And I was like, So I remember it was an American journalist going back and forth with her. And I remember when the American journalist started to tell the story, talking about it from the American perspective. But when you say that they didn't even know, who, some of your friends they didn't even know what was happening, could you just tell us a little bit about maybe how? As Black people globally, right? Maybe we could have a unified voice, so we all can understand each of our experiences very differently. Because, and especially Americans, because we usually go into this thing with everyone's experience is the same, when it is not.
0: Is not
1: talk a little and bit about that.
0: I just want to like preface it. Remember, I've been going to Ghana since two thousand eleven, so it's a little bit different now. Like you said, with this um with social media, Black Lives Matter and all those movements. Mm-hmm. But I remember like going to Ghana, let's say 2013, 2014, taking my, going, taking my friends to Cape Coast Castle and they're like, oh my goodness, I didn't even know it was this bad, you know? So I guess they learned a little bit about it in school, but not in depth. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I understand, right? They're in a country where it's all black, mm-hmm. they see black people on their billboard, they see black people on their money. So this is not really their current struggle or even their past struggle. Yes, there is colorism in Ghana. Yes, there is is social um, hierarchy based on income and all that stuff. But as far as like the slave trade, it's not something that they actually feel the effects of. Mm. So it made sense that they didn't know a lot about it. But when they did learn, at least my friends, they were very, very sympathetic, very compassionate, and they wanted to know more. And Mm. I think that enabled them to understand. They're like, oh, that's why you guys are like that in America. Hmm. That's what one person said. (laughs) They understood a little bit better. Like, oh, so this is what happened. Because it's very strange to anyone in Africa when they see a Black people, Black person, and that Mm -hmm. Black person cannot trace his or her roots. They keep asking you, so where are you from? (laughs) (laughs) It's so strange to them, so what part of Africa are you from? Like, what tribe are you from? And you just tell them, like, I remember like one of my black American friends when we went to visit Kenya, she was like, I'm black American. And it was like, what does that mean? She was like, well, my grandparents, my great grandparents. And then the person was like, well, how did they get there? (laughs) And it was like this old lady. And then we literally had to teach her the slave trade. And she was like 80 something and she's crying because she never knew. And she just started apologizing. Mm. So for them it's strange because you're black so you have to be somewhere from africa you know yeah yeah (laughs) they're not thinking you were sold
1: (laughs) exactly and you know you know i this is it's probably very helpful for us as travelers when we go to countries particularly in africa or predominantly black countries or countries where black people have a, a large presence the caribbean brazil to right. be very mindful of how we have these conversations because i as I, as I said before, the American voice is usually very loud, and we yes. get honestly the American experience was a horrible experience. actually, a lot of the experience that happened on this side of the world was very bad but every country that there's a huge black presence is very different and i think you you hit the nail on the head when you said you know people don't know and so as travelers we have to be very mindful because probably sometimes some of our roles are to educate like you have and we got to be very we got to be careful in how we have those conversations and not treat those conversations as well you should know this Exactly. They won't know it because it wasn't their experience. But your role as a traveler is to inform them and help them to understand your experience. Yeah. So that was interesting. Listen, that 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 could be a whole podcast in itself. Yes. But you know, but hopefully you guys take a little bit learn a little bit from that. Mm -hmm. Um but what would you say, um, aside from that, what are some norms, You maybe some cultural norms that you think our listeners should know about when they visit Ghana?
0: There's a high respect for elders, right? They respect their elders. So like, if you see an elder or if you're in a home, you walk in a home and you see an elder, you have to greet them. And it's not just like, hey, it's like you have to go to that person, acknowledge them, shake their hand, and... Hello, how are you doing? Mm. Um, So it's a very high respect for that. There's also, I've seen there's a high respect for like social classes. So, like someone that may have more money, you have Mm -hmm. to treat them a certain way. Mm. Um, And I could talk about (laughs) a little bit about my experience with that, but it's okay. Um, So, like, those are the two main things that really, oh, and family, like, they're really big on family. Um, So, the family unit is very strong. I know very few homes that are single family homes and um, the fam- they, they move as a family. So I'm, I, I'll hear my friends saying, oh, I have a family meeting. Um, so mm-hmm. let's say if they're going to get married, you know, if there's a funeral, like the family comes together and meet maybe three, four times and talk about, you know, how is it going to happen, when it's going to happen. And then within the family, there's that designated person that's like the spokesperson and the person that everyone listens to and the person that everyone respects. Oh, wow. So they really under, they're very communal. <laughs> Hmm. very very communal um so it's not like i give something to you and then you'll see like your brother in need and don't help like Mm -hmm. you have to because it's like okay that's my that's my person that's that those are my people if they're hurting then i'm hurting too
1: wow 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 listen and this this we know a lot about you know a lot of african um traditions like the family unit is pretty important which I think is a very attractive thing, right? Um, mm-hmm. Something we all can learn, especially here in the West, um, the family unit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the final question for you is, you know, so you've had a lot of the foods and you're from the Caribbean. You also live here in America. Um, what are some similarities you would say regarding food? Maybe there are some similarities to food you have had in St. Vincent or you've seen within the Caribbean culture we cook or maybe in the American culture what are some similarities
0: yeah so it's a lot of rice
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) um like the Caribbean I think it's more similarities to the Caribbean for me and I think that's what really drew me to Ghana even like some of their fruits I Mm -hmm. remember not having going to St. Vincent and not having sugar apples since I was like six years old Mm -hmm. and the first time I had it was when I went when I went to Ghana and I literally just like Cried when I saw it because it was something that me and my grandmother would share, and she had passed away because we had a sugar apple tree in the yard. Yeah, wow. And I was sharing. I saw it at the market. Um, the hibiscus drink, which for us is sorrel, right? Mm -hmm. And then they have that at weddings too, and at different functions. And you know, that's always like that's (laughs)
1: the Christmas drink, drink. right?
0: (laughs) Christmas drink, and um, it's very so they make um. I guess like, I guess I'll call it food out of cassava, right? Okay. Yeah. Um. So like, I know that we make certain things out of yams too. So one mm-hmm. of the things that um they make is called fufu. Mm-hmm. And they also have, oh gosh, I don't want to, I think it's a, a, a cheque or a or keche. I can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. They have that as well. Then they have banku. So it's basically like, it looks kind of like when you need flour, right? Oh. And, <laughs> and the consistency varies. Like it could be very soft or it could be on the harder end. Um, and I would say on the harder end would be like kinke. And then like on the softer end would be like fufu. So like when you're pulling fufu apart, it kind of looks like, you know, it kind of looks like a dough. So oh. for the Caribbean, we've taken it a step further, right? And we put it in a pot and we boil it and we call it dumpling. Mm. So, <laughs> oh, wow. so they have used their vegetables like how we use it to create a starch so that it can supplement the meat and supplement the food, supplement the soups so that you can be more full. Um, Wow.
1: (laughs) Wow. Listen, one of the shows that, you know, I I really wish they would trace the Caribbean to Africa because they've done it with America. So it's High in the Hawk. I think that's what it's called on Netflix. And what I tell you, High in the Hawk Hog, I think it's called. Basically, they 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 trace the food, the food from Africa to the American culture. They've done a very good job in doing so, and I would love to see that done for the Caribbean. I would love to see that done, um, for South America because exactly what you just said. I'm sure if that is done, like the story in how the the customs that we've done over here in the Caribbean. We would be able to understand why it's done, like where it came from and all of these things, because the point of High in the Hog is basically food tells a story. And what we one of the things that I really recognized from that show was okra apparently is very prominent in many black cultures. And it's a uh, did you see a lot of okra in Ghana? Yeah,
0: they have okra soup and they eat it with like certain things. <laughs> You see? So, <laughs> listen, I,
1: I, I wish they, they need to do a High on the hog Caribbean version and a High and yeah. the hog South American version because, like, one of the things that I, I, I'm really, you know, interested in seeing is a connection of the experiences, even though mm-hmm. we know the experiences are very different. But tell us how it is connected, and I can guarantee you food will connect a lot of those dots so this was good this was good this was good so we are going to take a break and when we come back we are going to wrap up this entire conversation with our Ghanaian expert um, <laughs> Kelly Hazelwood. so stay tuned as we come back and wrap this whole thing up So welcome back. Welcome back to um, the Young Back Travels podcast. You have stuck with us all... Through this conversation. And again, we have, yeah, we have our Esquire, our attorney, um, mm-hmm. you know, she mentioned earlier in the podcast that she recently started a law firm. So listen, if you know anyone who is looking for representation, particularly within the realm of family law, you can reach out to Hazelwood and Lawrence Law Firm. And Kelly, give them the number one more time.
0: Sure. It's one eight five five 855 hayes law That's 1-855-H-A-Z-E-L-A-W.
1: Got you. And by the way, so during the break, Kelly informed me or let me know that she has a Ghanaian name. I'm going to give you a moment to guess what you think it is. It's probably not going to (laughs) be that easy to get. Five, four, three, two, one. Listen, and the name that Kelly, her Ghanaian name is Akusia. That's Acusia, right. Acousia. Calicia yeah. Acousia Hazelwood.
0: And I'm used to people calling me that in Ghana. So I will respond.
1: Akusia,
0: All right. All right. So it's
1: the Hazelwood. <laughs> but, you know, like we do here on all of our episodes, we shout out um, someone who either our guests um, wants us to shout out, they know and they're close to, or someone who follows us. But on this podcast, um, Kelly is great friends with this person we're about to shout out. And his name is Nana Kwame. He is name. Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, his, well, on Instagram, he is the hype. Master and That's so right. Kelly, Kelly told Kelly, tell us a little bit about the hype master. You said he is hype the master. ET. The name says it all. He's the master of hype. <laughs> and you said he is the ET of Ghana. Anything yeah. you want to know? Um, the TMZ.
0: Exactly TMZ. My age is showing y'all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> the TMZ Because of... <laughs> I was like, wait, maybe it's for TMZ. So <laughs> the TFZ of Ghana. So if you want if you wanna follow the Hype Master, um, he is on Instagram and his Instagram is Hype Master underscore. So that's H-Y-P-E M-A-S-T-E-R-S. So hype masters underscore on Instagram. So that's go right. follow him. Um listen, maybe you'll get some good Ghanaian gossip. from the high master. (laughs) He's the, he's the, you know, in the Christian world it's Larry Reed. So so he is the Larry Reed of Ghana, the TMZ of Ghana, Wendy Williams (laughs) of Ghana. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, Kelly, before we go, we play this game, Kelly, it's called This or That and you have to choose what, right? So there's no in between. There's an absolute here. Oh, no. There's always an in-between. Now. I know. I know. It depends. It depends. It could be this, but then the proof say X, Y, Z? No. So let's 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 make some decisions here, right, on your end. And this, these are your opinions. Sometimes it's hard for me. I'll tell you that when we're playing this game. So the, the first question is, this or that? ghana or kenya
0: that's easy ghana
1: Ooh, okay so <laughs> that was down.
0: hands down
1: wow yes, so i really now, need to get there
0: i been to kenya for those of you who want to come for me oh you've not been to kenya i've been to kenya wow. all <laughs> right
1: <laughs> wait, wait, so tell us why 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 are you selecting ghana over kenya
0: ghana is more welcome in to Dear 4 blacks um, mm. than kenya Wow. And I I felt welcome as a black woman from America, more welcomed in Ghana than any other country that I've been to in Africa. Wow,
1: good point, good point, good point. So Ghana, this or that. This one maybe a little bit harder for you. <laughs> let's see, let's see what you say here. Ghana or St. Vincent and the Grenadines. I should not make the choice. <laughs> Got R. Saint Vincent and the Grenadines. Okay. Okay. Oh my God! I listen. Yes. <laughs> I'm about to plead the fifth.
0: There's no <laughs> right answer. Okay,
1: okay, listen. Maybe that was an unfair one. Okay, let us.
0: Okay,
1: oh, no. So Kelly has pleaded the fifth regarding. <laughs> God or St. Vincent and the Grenadines. <laughs> now let's do this. Maybe this one is easier too. Uh, hopefully this one is not plea the fifth as well. We're gonna bring it back to America. You know, maybe <laughs> you know, people love some of the states versus the others. So oh we know you are in between two states:
0: <gasps> New
1: York and Virginia. So, New York or Virginia? This or that?
0: Alright. I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm from Brooklyn. Anytime I go out of the country, anybody asks me where I'm from, I don't say I'm from America. I say I'm from New York because mm-hmm. everybody knows it, right? <laughs> so, I'm going to have to say New York if I could bring my house from Virginia in New York.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> listen, that is true, you know, because, well, listen, tell our listeners, because people listening to us from around the world, And people don't understand how expensive New York is, but also when you live in New York City, what you get versus going somewhere. else. Just give that, tell them, enlighten them about that.
0: Yeah, very, very expensive. And, like, the square footage is just ridiculous. A closet in New York is a bedroom. And (laughs) a bedroom is a closet in Virginia. So... And it's and it's cheaper. It's
1: just it, cheaper. It's cheaper. But listen, New York is it where you want to have a good time? Just that things is. to do. New York. Mm-hmm. So that's why Kelly said.
0: And make money,
1: New York. New York. <laughs> Alright, concrete jungle. That's right.
0: New York all day. Concrete. That's right.
1: And so, yeah, well, before we go, one more question for you, Kelly. And I know you hinted at it earlier on about mm. the nightlife um, in Ghana. Um, mm. Just tell us a little. Little bit. Um, we have a young crowd. Maybe they want to go out, they want to have a good time. Maybe what what are some spots they should hit up when they are in Ghana?
0: Sure. So uh Garage Ghana, Skybar, kozo Shades, Plus 233, mm. um the District 24 is what it's called. Yeah, that's like it's open 24 hours, so you can always get like decent food like some of the food is not that good but they have really good customer service Mm. so if you don't like something they'll take it back and bring you something else Wow! so it's like a good option you know you sit indoors and it's very very nice very clean Mm. um but garage ghana is lit all right okay
1: (laughs) so garage ghana is the place that we need to get to
0: (laughs) cocoa vanilla as well
1: Coco And okay, so what should listeners expect when they go to these places? Because I think honestly sometimes people think when you we're trying to um, just demystify a lot of these myths that people have about Africa and they they think that obviously everything is beaten down and all of that. What should people expect? Like maybe the ambience, the the decor, all of these things.
0: So a lot of those places that are called that I called are outdoor places. Mm-hmm. So like the setup is like a lounge. So, mm. you'll find, like, it looks kind of like a booth, but it's not. So, it's, like, um, lounge seating area, and uh. you can get food, right? And sometimes they have a DJ, or sometimes they have live music. Um, Shades and Osu has, like, cabana-type cabana um, seating, and so does uh, Garage Ghana also has, like, the whole ground floor has, like, cocktail tables type seating, or, like, bar-type bar, uh-huh. um, seating. Um, but then the cabanas you have to pay for. And it's like, it's lit. It's wow. lit. You have open bar. DJ, sometimes you have a live band, and everybody in there is on 100. So if you if you come in and stand up and watch, stay home. Like <laughs> Make sure you come in to dance <laughs> and have a time.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> Alright, so Garage Ghana, it is when I get there. Okay, 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 okay. Well, Kelly, I want to thank you for joining us today on this Welcome. conversation. Um, before we go, I know you've dropped your, the number of Hazelwood and Lawrence um, Law Firm, but how can they connect probably with you um, on Instagram? Do you want to leave your Instagram and even a law firm again?
0: Yeah. So my Instagram is my first name, Felicia, K-E-L-L-I-S-I-A, underscore. And by, by the time you get to that point, you're going to see me, okay? <laughs> 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 underscore, my last name, Hazelwood, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. H-A-C-E-L-E-W-O-O-D. So that's my Instagram. And then the firm is Hayes Law, H A Z E L A W, uh, underscore P L L C. Got
1: you. All right. So if you want to connect with Kelly, go to those social media um, channels and connect with her. A great connect. Again, on many different levels, right? We talked about the law side. And then, you know what, I'm hoping y'all don't need it. But she makes money from your misery, right? So, misery that you're going through. You may not cause it, but someone may be, you know, it for you. So, definitely reach out to Kelly um, if you need help on the legal side. But also, if you, listen, I think she is a wealth of knowledge regarding Ghana and many African countries. So, if you have questions, definitely reach out. To Kelly. Um, but, you know, we want to remind our listeners that we are a listener supported podcast. So you can literally go to anchor.fm forward slash Young Black Travelers and continue to support us there. You can leave a monthly donation of $5, $10, $100, whatever you want to do to support the Young Black Travelers podcast. And again, you can listen to us and you have been listening to us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and you can connect with us on all socials. On Facebook at Young Black Travelers, on Instagram at Young Black Travelers Blog, on Twitter at YBT Blog, and our website where we have most of these podcast episodes with a lot of blog articles that definitely give you a lot more information. So after this conversation is done, we're going to include pictures from this conversation as well as some tips for you. So maybe you should go on the website and listen to us there. The website is www.youngblacktravelers.com. And again, thank you for listening to us today, Kelly. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) And until next time, take care.
0: Thank you.